Welcome to Staffing Stories, hosted by Andy Moss. Andy has been in the staffing industry for over 25 years, first as a recruiter, then eventually an account manager and business owner. This is the podcast where we sit down with fellow staffing owners to get the real stories of the successes, the failures, and the lessons learned along the way. Welcome back to Staffing Stories. I'm your host, Andy Moss, and this is episode 21. I'm always excited about our guest, and uh, this week's guest that I'm talking to is Leslie Vickery with uh, Clear Edge Marketing and a good friend of mine, and I asked her to come on and share some stories because she's well-known in the staffing world because um, our market is uh, is that, and I said, you need to come on and, uh, and chat with me, so she agreed. And here she is. Oh, thanks for having me, Andy. I'm excited Welcome. for our conversation. I know you're, you know, I was weird in the background or the green room talking a little bit. And I was like, okay, your environment where you're talking is a lot better than mine. And so um, tell the, you know, viewers that are, you know, with this beautiful view behind you where you're at. Sure. Hopefully you can see it. I can't tell by where I am looking right now, but we moved to Breckenridge, Colorado. So we are literally living on the National Forest, which is a true uh, dream come true for us. So tons of snow right now, lots of great skiing, snowshoeing, lots of uh, fun stuff. And I saw you you, were, you took on some back bowls of veil, look like, or mm. some big, deep snow. I took my first backcountry ski experience. So good friends of ours who we, we've met since we moved here, they hire a, a tour guide to take them every year. For the last 10 years. So I decided to tag along and do my first backcountry skiing experience, which if you can imagine, um, so if we were off of Vail Pass, it's about a 12,000 um, foot climb. And I'm sitting at the bottom of this mountain and I asked the guide, how are we getting up here again? <laughs> because it looks, you know, straight up yeah. and down and you put these skins on the bottom of your skis so you don't slide backwards. But it was about a 90 minute at least climb up and you just zigzag up the mountain and then take your skins off and ski down and enjoy so much fresh powder. And then you do it again. We did it three times in a day. It was incredible. You know, walking, you know, hiking at a lower level is one thing, but you're hiking at 10,000 feet. And right. that's that for those of you who've never in thin air of mountains, that is no joke. It's, it's not easy, <laughs> but it's a ton of fun. I feel like we're pretty acclimated now. There are still moments mountain biking and doing different things, but it's a nice, slow walk up the mountain. We're not, you know, skiing up super fast, but it's uh, a ton of fun going down in the powder. I grew up, as you know, in the Midwest, I grew up in Michigan. So skiing in Michigan, it's typically no powder, mostly ice, yep. usually at night. Um, and steep, no moguls. Here, it's the complete opposite. Barely any night skiing. I think Keystone and Summit's the only place that has like a run open at night, but a lot of powder and a lot yeah. of moguls. So it's taken a little bit to get adjusted to that, but the powder skiing's incredible. I need to keep doing it to get better at it. Well, I, I wasn't terrific, but it was a ton of fun to do it. Well, for all of us, we're jealous that you're even doing it a little bit. So it's, yeah. it's great. I, and the story of how you went out there, we'll get into, but just introduce you know who like clear edge 
you know, where, where you come from. I know you're well known in this from the staffing community around what we do, but for those that don't introduce yourself. Sure. Thank you. Well, I did join the staffing industry back in 98. I was with Interim, which became Spherion and ultimately became Ronstadt. And I ran marketing for the technology division. So that's how I got my start in the staffing industry going back many years ago. It's funny now thinking of the growth of the industry at the time. We were about a $3 billion publicly traded company, which we were one of the largest. Now that size from a market cap standpoint, it's still big, don't get me wrong, but compared to the big, big players in the market today, not so much. So our industry has seen so much growth. It's really exciting to be a part of that. During that process, we went through so many mergers and acquisitions and the company, when I was there, the technology division was headquartered in Chicago. Everything ended up moving to Atlanta. So I either had to move to Atlanta or find a new job. So I decided to stay in Chicago and find a new job. And at that point, I joined a smaller staffing company, still a a decent size. I believe we were around 25 million in revenue. So not tiny by any stretch, but not what I was used to with the really big players. And I noticed, you know, regardless of the size, when you're in a local market and we had around six to eight different markets we were in, you're still competing with the really big players. But you may not have as deep of pockets or the propensity to invest the same way when investing, not just in marketing, but it could be anything, new product launches, new market launches, sales. I've learned a lot of that over over the years. So it was kind of my entrepreneurial light bulb moment to say, you know, I, I believe you what you really need is more than what you have budgeted, but perhaps you could do that on an outsourced basis. So I decided to launch Clear Edge Marketing to effectively be an outsourced marketing agency. And this is going back 16 years ago. So at the time, people were still getting used to outsourcing IT yeah. and uh, still figuring that piece out, not necessarily other quote unquote, back office type functions like marketing. So it was kind of something new and different, um, but really worked well, just leaned into my staffing. And fortunately, other executives who I had worked with went to other companies and it presented an opportunity for me to reach out to them and, and get some immediate business and traction going into that. But that's really where ClearEdge started just as an outsourced marketing partner to the talent and because of my background in tech technology. Well, you, um, you, there's so many of our um, staffing companies and recruiting agencies that are under 10 million. I'd say probably 80% at least is probably in that range that are in that small uh, boutique type style. And th- they may not have the budget for a marketing. That's the way I was, you know, right, right. And, uh, it's a, uh, it's great that that someone kind of found that, you know, hole and filled it. Right. Um, I, you know, I've always been a fan of your work because I used you at 3D IQ. And for those that are aware, Leslie and her team helped us um, get our start with uh, just our branding and and who we were. That's the, you know, when you start thinking about, okay, we got this product idea, but you know, from how are we taking it to market? How are we going to expand that? And, so you you've you are definitely part of our legacy at 3D IQ. We really appreciate that. You do great work. 
well, we were excited about your product and your excitement and enthusiasm about it. So it's easy to, you know, make introductions or get people on board when you see something, you know, really strong that the the market needed. Well, it's 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 been a it's been a fun fun ride. So we're having a good time with it. So you are in Chicago land and you're working in marketing, and that is a very niche, you know. I'm sure there's been key players that you've had over the years that have been part of your group. Walk, walk me through just like, you know, partnerships and how you bring in talent. Cause I'm sure it's, it's not all you, but it's right. the people around you. Yeah. So kind of talk about that if you can. Sure. We have a phenomenal team. When I started the company right away, I turned to people obviously who I knew and I could trust on delivering really strong services. We were small. It was me and maybe, you know, three, four other people who started at the at the very beginning. And today we're up to over 70 people on the team. And you're right, it's interesting because it, especially we focus so much on talent and technology. It's not like I could find everyone in Chicago. So yeah. day one, we were a virtual model. So we started um, recruiting talent, not based on location, but based on their actual talent yeah. and culture. That was really important for us. Everyone had kind of a why as to why leaving at the time, if you can imagine corporate America, a job within you know, a setting where you're going into the office, which was what I was used to, too, um, convincing people to try something different. So to try something different in the sense that you're doing something that the market isn't fully used to in outsourced marketing and an industry where they're not always used to investing in marketing. Um, and it's virtual. So yep. you know, come on board, let's go. But it really worked well. We tapped into our network and connections and really just grew through people we had met and, and knew. Um, some clients ended up coming on board, heads of marketing for companies we worked with where maybe those companies were shifting in a different direction and they wanted to, to come work with us. Um, also because, Andy, really when I say that out loud, one of our very first hires coming from a, a client, Tack Worldwide, I don't know if you remember Tack Worldwide back in the day, kind of based out of the Boston, New England area, really large IT staffing company um, at the time, their head of marketing who had started as a recruiter, branch manager, HR, come to find out she needed a situation to help take care of her parents who were living in Florida and keep her house in the Cape. So she had reached out and said, you have this model yeah. that my company won't, you know, can't support. And most companies didn't and wouldn't yeah. at that time. It was new. It's it all... was totally new. So she was able to work part of the time. Um, her dad had late stages Alzheimer's. So mm -hmm. she needed to help her mom take care of her dad. And then also wanted to, you know, obviously be at her home near the rest of her family. So that's usually what happened at the beginning where it was someone had a why, some yeah. story as to why our model would work really well. And they were people we knew and trusted and brought them on. And then we just kind of grew and scaled from there. And, you know, growing a business, you know, it all starts with an idea. It's like, you know, it's just small. It's just you. It's like, mm -hmm. but having vision and being able to adapt to economic conditions, because I'm sure you went through downturns like I've gone through and you, you have to, you know, the market needs X and you're mm -hmm. going to bring it to it. And I think here recently you've kind of, the market was needing some staffing help in the marketing world and you've tackled that. So right. yeah, welcome to the headache. 
Yeah, so, thank you. Well, expand, you know, expand on that one. <laughs> we figured I've I've been in the industry for over 20 plus years in staffing, but not directly personally doing the staffing as yeah. an agency. And really what happened is our clients who hire us, we do, so we're a full service marketing agency and we do everything from like we did with you, how you yeah. go to market, what's that message really going to be that resonates with the market, the full visual brand strategy and identity, all the way to launching that from websites to PR and um, everything in between, all things digital content and so forth, candidate marketing, full service marketing agency. So if you can imagine, we're in working with these companies and it could be we're working on their strategy and they also want to hire a CMO at the same time. So they'll come to us and say, oh, you know, you're doing this work. Do you know anyone who know that role? And, you know, I mean, you know me, I'm always like, yes, we do. Yes. Here you go. So we, you know, that's one example that happened a lot. And then we would be in at clients for years and then decide that, you know, it really makes sense for you to have an in-house team at this stage and, you know, here, let us help you. We'll either mentor and grow your up and comer internally to get to that place and or help you find someone externally to come in. But at, so we've been offering the service, just not actually offering the service, like yeah. getting paid for the service. Yeah. So we decided, you know, listen, there's a market need. And if you think of the meeting clients at their needs, they have the need for either a full-time person, a fractional person, or to outsource it. So it just made sense that we could offer all of those. And we happen to have a great network of, marketers from not only inside the staffing industry, but outside where yeah. we can bring people in um, and also look to help other companies on the HR tech side too. So, you know, from the outside and you, you, you know, I would see, okay, there could be a threat. I place a CMO and they decide, oh, they don't want to use mm -hmm. you know, my services anymore. Have you faced that yet? No, it's all new, but you know, at the end of the day, we want to meet clients at their needs. Yeah. So if we're able to help them find the CMO, Fantastic. We will yeah. be the partner to help them do that. And certainly we're already doing it anyway. So yeah. it's like we're, you know, working for a long time with the company. And then if they bring someone else in, it will actually be stronger for us to place that person and have that relationship with that person. So there's that sense there's of the, there's there. still the tactician execution of a plan and exactly. see come up with a great plan, but uh, there is a need for uh, boots on the ground. Okay, we got to do this. Who, who's writing it? You know, content. You know, right. All that. So your your firm does a great job with that. So at some point, you in your career, you're like, okay, I want to get out of Chicago. And I, you know, the in my conversations with you, it was it, it's apparent that that change to Colorado was uh, planned. And like, hey, it's life is better. I know for a lot of us, we get into the grind of work and we kind of sometimes forget about life a little bit. Right. Um, it's it's encouraging to hear that you just took it by the horns and said, "I'm a, we're going to do this. Right. I, I think that's a little how we live our life is just just like starting the company. You know, yeah. it was I, I didn't grow up dreaming to be an entrepreneur. That wasn't <laughs> something I always thought of. Um, I grew up in a family of entrepreneurs and I realized that if it didn't work, I could do something else, but I just did it. And I, 
since I, I was a young child, probably my parents would tell you the same thing. It could be Andy decisions like we have two dogs right now. Should we have two dogs? I don't know, but we have two dogs right now. And everyone will say, don't do it. Don't do it. And Colin and I, my husband and I were like, we're doing it. We yeah. just kind of jump into things. Not that this wasn't fully thought out moving here. Um, we've had a house in Colorado for about eight years. Um, I lived out here twice out of college. Um, I always wanted to live in Colorado. My husband was a ski patroller at Keystone between college and law school. So he also had experience living out here. Mm -hmm. uh, before we had our son, Grayson, we didn't think we were having kids. So we had a second home out here for a long time. So we've been commuting between Chicago and Breck for quite a, quite a long time. During the pandemic and with all of the kind of crime that was happening within Chicago and taxes and just different things. Yeah. It kind of felt like we needed to fall back in love with Chicago and sometimes leaving has you, you know, you miss things when you're, yeah. when you're not there. Um, but we just saw some things that we weren't happy with and listen, it hasn't been easy. We have great friends. I'm super well immersed in the Chicago yeah. community. And I know, you know, Megan McCann as well. One of yeah. my very best friends, um, you know, we started a women in tech group. It was started out of Chicago, uh, 6,000 people across the U S um, part of that program, but Chicago, I sit on boards there. I'm, I'm really embedded in it. And my family, there. So really yeah. good friends, my family, a lot of my family's in Michigan and Florida. Um, but we just kind of felt like this calling of needing to make a change and just go do it. Now, keep in mind, I've had a virtual model for 16 plus years. So one of the things I always tell our team is I don't really care where you work from as long as it doesn't impact you know, the company, the team, the clients, delivery, all of those things do what you want to do. And it's something that, um, again, when I graduated college, the first thing I did was I left Michigan and came to Colorado. And I remember my dad vividly saying, why would you ever want to leave here? This is like, you know, it was Saginaw, Michigan. Like, why do you want to leave here? And I just said, dad, I, there's something different for me. There's signs that say the mountains are calling. I guess the mountains kept calling me back. Um, and I'm not afraid of a challenge for, for us, like moving into a new community, meeting new people, finding my way here and setting up a new life for Grayson. It's, it's exciting. So I, a lot of people don't realize how competitive you are. Oh yeah. Standpoint. <laughs> and, um, and I've known this, but you've also taken on a new sport. So walk us through that. Okay. Well, so I grew up in a hockey family and I have from, I think my grandpa to uncles, cousins. Um, I have a cousin who was in the NHL. He's now part of recruiting for the Nashville Predators. Um, I grew up watching hockey and loving the sport. But at the time when I was growing up, a lot of girls and now then women were not playing hockey. Today, yeah. it's very prevalent to, to see that. So then my husband took it up and he's been playing adult league hockey for about 10 years. In fact, he's in Wisconsin right now at a pond hockey tournament. And then we got our son into skating and so forth as well. And Colin kept saying, you know, you're a really good skater. I grew up skating. He's like, you're, you know, you, you love sports. You should take it up. And I never did. And then when we moved to Breckenridge, they have a women's league called the Bettys. And I kept getting these alerts through our son's hockey app saying, you know, we're recruiting women, we're recruiting women. And I thought, you know, 
why not? I just turned 50. Why not start playing hockey? Get geared up, get geared up and, and go out there. So I did. I went and we got all of the equipment, um, which is no small undertaking. I've learned quickly <laughs> um, and just went out and gave it a shot. We did a scrimmage practice, like learn to skate kind of thing. Um, and then we started playing games. So every Sunday, you can find me at the rink in the afternoon playing for the buddies. And I love it. I miss that. You're right. I'm hyper competitive. Um, I love team sports and it just pushes me to keep trying new things. And it's also a great way to, a great way to meet new people. And, you know, I talk about this a lot and, and you know that I want my son to really see that there's a quality across the board and he's the first one. He comes to my games, he sits behind the bench. And then whenever I'm like line shifting, he comes down and he, you know, he's just cheering mom on. So yes. I love the fact to have him well, see me do this too is a big driver for that as well. That's a, it's a great story. I appreciate you. Let me bring it up, but it's just, you know, all business is a team sport. It's, I mean, you know, being in athletics myself, you, you, you see so many things you learned on the field that you're now applying in business. And it's just so it's, it's the best training for a business. I think. Yes. Personally. I uh, agree. Yep. You, um, I had a question in my head and that's kind of gone away, but um, you are, um, you always are on the forefront of things in our industry. Is there trends or are you seeing something come down in the staffing and recruiting industry? That's very interesting. That's something in my head is this chat GPT, this AI yeah. stuff um, in marketing. Are you seeing things like this? How, how can a company like art, like a staffing company use some of these great tools? Well, I think the first thing is to think about changing your mindset on marketing and really think of it as a growth mindset. So if you're always looking at saving and cost cutting, you're probably not going to be thinking about investing in the next thing or investing in, in marketing. Yeah. And if you haven't seen growth results from marketing, then you're probably not doing it the best way. And more than likely just checking the box to have what you think you need to have, or you've been told you need to have, you yep. know, I need newsletters, I need four blogs, I need this, I need that. If it's not moving the needle and really tied into your business, then it's probably not set up in the, in the best way. And for me, some of the exciting things, you know, I love technology and I love talent. Seeing a way that technology can impact our industry in really unique ways is super exciting. So I, I love, um, you know, I work closely with Lauren Jones who runs Leap Consulting. Yeah. Um, I'm constantly picking her brain on, oh my gosh, did you see this latest thing? What do you think about yeah. this? So, I, I mean, my, my theory on it is there's a lot of shiny objects. There's a lot of tools and technologies that can do fantastic things. You need to think about how you're rolling it out, the change management, and how it fits into the big picture of everything you're doing and how it's all integrated in. So to really kind of slow down to speed up, so to speak, and look at, I've got these, there's so many wonderful things that you could be doing and should be doing as a staffing agency. And to get someone in, if you are not the expert to help you really understand, based again on where your business is going, yep. 
not just sit and talk to your peers and do exactly what they're doing. Look at your business, your recruiting team, your sales organization, the skill sets you're recruiting for, the markets you're in, where you're looking to go, and really put in place the right tech stack for yourself, including a marketing tech stack, and put in place the right programs that are going to help you with that and to really think about marketing differently to align it to the business as a as a growth driver it can make so much success there's great ai tools on the market right now where you can't even just reinvigorate your own database and look at ways to make it easier on the sourcing side of things. Um, but it's it's hard because there's so much out there and you want to do everything. It almost becomes overwhelming just to slow down to speed up. What do you really need as a business? Get the right things in, but then implement it. If someone could crack the code on properly implementing and rolling out technology yeah. to the internal staff to get them on board with it, to candidates, into clients, it's it's a gold mine waiting to happen. Well, sometimes you got to understand what you did to get to 5 million, 10 million is not what you're going to do to get to 25, 30, 40. Yeah. And, and you have to be able to adopt some new things, but you need, a, I call it, you need a Sherpa. You need someone right. that can, you know, Sherpa That's you through right. this because it's the unknown. Um, so yeah. there's several people in our industry that are like that, that are, are, yeah. are you know, great just to, just, hey, you probably got a long list too. I, oh yeah, they're, they're, you know, there's, do that. You know, Tom Herb, there's Lauren yeah. Jones, Rob Mann. I mean, there's a bunch yeah. of them out there that uh, Maurice Full. I mean, there's plenty that um, they will help. Them. Yeah, They'll and I mean, that's okay. the thing is the Sherpa or Special Forces you were mentioning earlier too. Like even with us, it's okay to ask for help in areas that you don't have that expertise in house. Yeah. Every CMO isn't going to know you're when you're hiring a CMO, they may not know every yeah. marketing tech stack out there, especially in staffing. If you hire someone from outside of the staffing industry, bring in special forces to help you with that. Those, I mean, we just had a conversation with the prospect yesterday. Like we can come in and help you understand that and help you understand what works together, what doesn't work together, but you've got to pay close attention to that. It's, it's, it's one of the main reasons we started 3D IQs because marketing, we're marketing resumes and yes. your brand and what you submit is saying something about your organization. So we got to look at ourselves as a marketing platform for resumes. Um, and it's, it's, it's probably the most overlooked area of your business that is like, ah, I'll just throw a logo and just, and do it. But right. Exactly. That's kind of why we came, but it's been a great conversation with you. And thanks okay. again for, you know, taking time out of your day to, talk to us and um, I love your story and really appreciate your friendship and guidance, especially with my companies. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate you, Andy, and hope to see you in person soon. All right. It's good to see you. Bye. Bye. The Staffing Stories podcast is brought to you by 3DIQ, founded by recruiters for recruiters. 3DIQ's industry-leading product suite complements your submission process in Bullhorn from start to finish and helps you deliver a cutting-edge customer experience. Triple your placements with our powerful resume submission platform, candidate marketing, and client portal. Visit 3DIQ.com stories to learn more.